21st precinct, Sergeant Waters. Yeah. How'd they break in? Yeah. Yeah. What's missing? Oh, yeah? What's the name of the owner there? You are in the muster room at the 21st precinct, the nerve center. A call is coming through. You will follow the action taken pursuant to that call from this minute until the final report is written in the 124 room at the 21st precinct. Okay. I'll notify the detectives and let you know. Yeah. All right. 21st Precinct. It's just lines on a map of the city of New York. Most of the 173,000 people wedged into the nine-tenths of a square mile between Fifth Avenue and the East River wouldn't know if you asked them that they lived or worked in the 21st. Whether they know it or not, the security of their homes, their persons, and their property is the job of the men of the 21st Precinct. The 21st, 160 patrolmen, 11 sergeants, and four lieutenants of whom I'm the boss. My name is Kennelly, Frank Kennelly. I'm captain in command of the 21st. I was working my night tour, 4 p.m. to 8 a.m. It had been a comparatively quiet night, but at 10.30 p.m., the police commissioner and the chief inspector paid a surprise visit to the precinct. I conducted them through the station house and then accompanied them on a tour of the precinct returning in time to turn out the platoon for the late tour at midnight. After the turnout, the brass signed the blotter and left. I went into my office to read and sign reports and communications prepared by Patrolman Fallon, the 124 man on the job during the 4 to 12 tour. At 12.40 a.m., Detective Frank Cassidy and Chris Vitale of the 21st Squad were driving south on 2nd Avenue en route back to the station house following their investigation of a stabbing in a bar and grill on 96th Street. Well, listen, what can you do? I asked if she wanted to go. She said it was too much trouble to get a babysitter, come all the way into New York for something like that. And she didn't have a good time at last year. Well, this one was better. At least the food was good. Yeah, so I hear Look, when the light changes, what do you say we go over to that luncheon at see if that Harry showed up yet? We ought to talk to him and find out if he ran into his friend today. Well, he said he'd call me, Deep. I don't know. I don't like the looks of that guy. I don't think he's trying to help us. All right. Frank. Yeah. I can look across there in the delicatessen. Isn't the door open? I don't see it. Yeah, you see? Yeah. Pull over there, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, shoot is open. Come on. Mm-hmm. With your eyes and my brain, we could make a million dollars. All right, hold it at the window, then. Yeah. It's awful dark in there. Let's take a look at the door. Mm-hmm. Been ginned. Mm-hmm. I'll save you still in there. Oh, wait a minute. Reach in and see if there's a light switch. Yeah. No, no, nothing. The switch box must be in the back. All right, look, you go around behind the counter. I'll go in front. Okay? Yeah. Watch it. On the floor, you know. Yeah. Anything? No. Okay. 
Maybe he's pulling back. Yeah, maybe. All right, I'll kick open the swinging door. Just throw your light in there. All right? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Well, it doesn't look like they got too much out of there, huh? No. They made a little mess in the back. And they broke open the cabinet. Mm. Oh, that's good, I guess. Yeah. Go ahead. I'll check your mailbox. Yeah. Here it is. Pick the healer. Second front. How's the inside door, huh? Mm. Yeah. Uh, hit the bell. Okay. See that showcase full of sausages there? Yeah. You know what that is? Hmm. That's Polish sausage. That's good stuff, real hot. Ever try any? Mm, no, I don't think so. Hit the bell again, will you? Yeah. Krakow, I think they call it. Krakow? That's the name of a city over there. Yeah, I know. Which came first? The sausage or the city? These guys are sound sleepy, you know. Maybe his bell doesn't work. Maybe. How do you like this thing? Pull out the tube. Oh, yeah. Mr. Halis? We detectives, Mr. Halis. Your store's been broken into. You had burglars. Push the button, open the door, huh? Open the door. We'll come up and tell you about it. How do you serve that sausage? Like an hors d'oeuvre? Yeah, it's good that way. No, I got it. Second floor front? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a squeal on this guy before. Another burglar? No. He got stuck up about two years ago. Oh, yeah, those two guys from Jersey just did about 20 delicatessen. Yeah, that's right. Here, here in the front. Okay. Yeah, he caught him in the act down the 17th, remember? Two men planted in the back when he came in. Yeah. Mr. Harris? Come in. Come on in. I'm putting on my pants. Did you get them? What'd they take? 
Well, we don't know. You'll have to tell us that. The door was locked. Well, let Jimmy do. Oh. Excuse me. Get the dressed here. Yeah. That's all right. Did they do much damage? No, not too bad. What time did you close up, Mr. Lewis? About 10.30. What, what time is it now? I was asleep. Quarter to one. Can I go like this? I mean, it's, it's all right. Without time? You better put a coat on. It's cold. Well, I, I got that over here on the rack. Okay. Uh, do you got your keys to get back in here? Yeah, I got them. Mm-hmm. Who was it? Do you know who it was? No, not yet. Did you notice any strangers come in the store tonight? Well, it's always strangers. Not everybody's a regular. I mean anybody suspicious. That's looked around a lot. No, not that I know. Well, go ahead. I got the other one. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what do you mean, Jimmy? You broke the front door? Yeah, yeah, that's right. They shoved the bar in between the lock and the door frame, looks like. Mm, some people, what some people won't do. Yeah, you're telling me. Plus the policeman, huh? Yeah, well, they put it out on the radio. Oh. That's me. Oh, hello, Captain. What we got? Burglary thing. Captain? Hello? Oh, Taylor. You were driving by, found the door, Jimmy. New door, I'll need brand new door. No, it can be fixed. Uh, they don't make them that way anymore. When I had. Have any money in the cash register, Mr. Healer? No, there's no money in there. I take it out and leave it open like that. Every night I do. Sergeant. Have any cash around here at all? Yeah, I had cash. Get some of these men back on the job, Sergeant. We don't need them all here. Where did you have this cash? Well, I had it in back there in tin box. Where was the tin box? In that brown cabin? That's right. But how did you know that? You were talking in. Go ahead, Captain. Yeah. And they got it. They got the tin box. How much did you have in there, Mr. Healer? Oh, it's plenty. I have plenty in there. How much? Four hundred? Four hundred fifty dollars, something like that. How did they find it? How did they know where it was? You see where they had the no, box? No, be careful, Mr. Healer. Don't touch the Way back there, a little tin box behind the ledger. I, I don't see how they could have found it. Anyone could have found it, Mr. Healer. If they knew what they were looking for and where to look. You are listening to 21st Precinct, a factual account of the way police work in the world's largest city. Now back to 21st Precinct and Captain Tonelli. Within a few minutes, the job of the uniformed officers at the scene of the burglary was finished. And with the exception of Patrolman Ahern, the first man on the job, they resumed patrol. The detectives took over the investigation, and they continued to question the owner of the delicatessen, Victor Healer, concerning any suspicious customers that may have been in the store before he closed or during the day. At ten minutes after one, other detectives from the police laboratory arrived to make an examination of the premises for latent fingerprints which might have been left by the burglar or burglars. Contrary to the general opinion, Fingerprints left at the scene of a crime are seldom, in themselves, responsible for the apprehension of a criminal. If an arrest is eventually made through other means of investigation, however, fingerprints left at the scene are conclusive, and usually the best evidence of the defendant's presence at the scene. In this instance, the experts were able to obtain no readable prints other than those of the proprietor of the store. The investigation by the detectives continued. I went back to the car, operated by Patrolman Farrell, 
and resume patrol of the precinct until 2.30 a.m. when I returned to the station house where I completed some more paperwork. At 3.15 a.m., I lay down on the couch in my office after leaving instructions with Sergeant Waters, who was now on telephone switchboard duty, to waken me at 7. At 6.30, the muster room was still, except for the occasional call over the radio monitor and the buzz of the switchboard as the men on post rang in. First precinct, Sergeant Waters. Yes, he did. Well, there's nobody home there. I had the man on post go by three times. Okay, yeah. TV again, Lieutenant. They wanted to know if we made the notification for the 112th about the man who died in Queens General. I told him we're still trying. Okay. Oh, how about some hot coffee, Lieutenant? No, I just can't. Supposed to snow. I don't see any sign of it. But I can do without it. Don't make me mad. 21st Precinct, Sergeant Waters. All right, 14. Oh, listen. If you see that department of sanitation truck, tell them to handle those garbage cans a little lighter, will you? We had two more complaints from residents on that block yesterday morning. Okay, yeah. I told Meister about the DS stuff, Lieutenant. Okay. Oh, hello, Mr. Hillis. Sergeant. Good morning. Yeah, rough Tanner. Where are you for us? I haven't such a big night. Yeah, I know. Well, I got to open the door. Oh, were you able to get that door to stay closed all right? Yeah, the handyman from my building fixed it all right. Good. Is uh, Captain Kennelly still here? I'd like to talk to him. Well, I'll tell you, Mr. Hillis. He's here, but he's sleeping. You see, he's supposed to be off at 8 o'clock, but he's got to go down to the federal grand jury and testify about some counterfeit case he made in arresting. Oh, sorry. Mm, what is it? About the burglary? Well, in a way, yes. Uh, I wanted to talk to the detectives that are working on it. They can tell you anything you want to know. Now, this is personal. I, I know the captain a long time. I'd like to ask him some advice what to do. He's always me to wait. Maybe he wakes up. Well, he told me to wake him up at 7, but that just about gives him long enough to look over the report and turn out the platoon. Will he come back later today? No, when he leaves here a little after 8, he's not too back on a job until tomorrow morning. Uh -huh. Well, if you want to take a chance and wait around, maybe he'll have a few minutes. All right, all right, I'll take the chance. Well, that's up to you. I'll wait for a while. Hello, Sergeant, what are you doing? Oh, good morning, Lieutenant. You know, up early today. Yeah, got to go to the lineup today and a lot of things to clean up for kind of a night that we have. Well, it was a cutting in a bar and grill on 96th Street. Dad? No, he was to his best day and sent home. Oh, uh, and Mr. Hillis here had his store buzzer on. Oh, yeah. Mr. Hillis? Lieutenant King, commander of the 21st Detective Squad. How'd he do? Detective talk to you, Mr. Hillis? Oh, yeah. Uh, Cassidy and Vitelli rolled down the lieutenant. Where are they, up there? No, sir, I seen them go out of here about 4.30. Okay. Glad to have met you, Mr. Hillis. Yeah, you. See you, sir. Yes, sir. All right. And I tell you, Mr. Hillis, the captain won't be up for a while yet. Why don't you go out and get yourself a cup of coffee and come back a little after seven? No, I have some coffee. Excuse me. Yes, sir. 21st Precinct, Sergeant Waters. No, sir, it's all quiet. All right, yes, sir. Oh, Captain, uh, Mr. Hillis is out here at the desk. He'd like to talk to you. All right. Yes, sir. 
He walked up, Mr. Hill. Of course, see him. Yeah, he said he'd go in right through that door over there. Oh, thanks. I'm much obliged. Oh, it's all right. Uh, Lieutenant, the captain's away. Okay, uh... Come on. Wow. Come in, Mr. Healer. I didn't want to take up your time, Captain. Ah, that's all right. You don't mind if I shave. I've got a busy morning. No, that's all right. What can I do for you, Mr. Healer? Well, it's about the robbery in my store. Ah, well, they... Detectives are handling the case. I want to talk to them. Yeah, I know. I talked to them all night, practically. Hardly get any sleep. Oh, too bad. Well, that's all right. I had to stay at the store anyway until the handyman fixed the door so it could be locked up. Well, they know more about the case than anyone. Yeah. Except me. They know more about it than anyone except me. You mean there's something you didn't tell them? There's something, yeah. Excuse me. Oh, yes, sir. What's that? Captain, I know she's not a bad girl. Some of it's my fault. I, I know that. Who's that? My daughter. My daughter, Alma. You think uh, she broke into the store? I, I don't know. All I know is she, she's the only one who knows where I keep the money box. In the cabinet there. No, nobody else knows. Did you talk to her about no, it? Oh, I didn't see her. I didn't see her for a week. She, uh... She ran away from home last week. How old is she? Fifteen. She'd be sixteen. Did you report her missing? What's the use of that? I, I couldn't make her come back. Where is she? Do you know? No, I... Look, Captain, I tried my best, but what can I do? I, I try to raise her right. But I can't spend 14 hours a day in the store to make a living and raise her right, too. Well, what about her mother? I don't know. Same thing. She ran away, too. She ran away, left me with all the responsibilities. When was this? Six years ago. Have you heard from her? My wife? No. You don't know where she is? How could I know? Have you heard from Emma? Not a word. You know why she left? She left because I told her she was too young to hang around with those boys. That those wild boys in the neighborhood there. I told her I wouldn't stand for it. So she said I had nothing to do with it. She, she would do what she wants. So when I got home from the store... The clothes were gone and suitcase. Well, you should have come in and reported a missing. No, I wouldn't do no good. Well, you should have let us be the judge of that. We've got a juvenile aid bureau that's pretty good at getting these things said now. No, it's too late. Too late to get anything straightened out. Thief, i got to raise a thief. It was steal from her own father. If she asked me, I'd have given her the money. Said she got to steal it. Well, you don't know that for sure. I know it. I know it right away. What can they do to her? Is it stealing from a father as bad as stealing from a stranger? Bad enough. What do you want me to do about it, Mr. Healy? I want you to tell me what to do about it. Well, I'd suggest that you tell the detectives what you told me. If I do, what's going to happen to her? Couldn't be any worse than what happens to her if you don't. No. Yeah, it couldn't be any worse. Let's see if they're in. It was uh, Vitaly and Cassidy, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I think so. Mm. Uh, Vitaly and Cassidy, yeah. 21st Precinct, Sergeant Warden. Uh, Sergeant, uh, Vitaly and Cassidy upstairs. No, sir. They went out of here around 4.30 and I didn't see him come back. Well, who's up there? Then just catching in, Lieutenant King just came in a little while ago. Oh. 
All right. Yes. Come on, Mr. Healer. Let's go upstairs. All right. You want? That way. I'll be up on the detectives. Tried. Tried my best. This way. Go ahead. What can I do with Girl without a mother. Kind of hard to do something. You've got to admit it's very hard. I, I tried. Relax. Yeah, Is uh, Lieutenant King in his office? Yes, it's some of the school. Either by a close, I don't know. Yes. Captain Canelli. Come on, Captain. Morning, Captain. Hi, Matt. Matt, this is Mr. Healer. His stall was burglarized during the night. Yeah, I know. Just leaving the 61 on it. $450, Mr. Healer? Yeah, about. He thinks he knows who did it. Who's that, Mr. Healer? My daughter. My daughter, Elma. You mean she, Jimmy, the daughter? One of her boyfriends, maybe. I don't know. She ran away from home last week, man. He doesn't know where she is. How old is she? Going on 16. Excuse me. Yeah, sure. Bender, you know where Beef and Cassidy went? Uh, no, sir. All they told me is they were going out on an investigation. Okay. Uh, just a second, Somebody's coming up to the uh... No. And see. Tell him to come in here. Yes, sir. One of the uh, detectives just came in. How sure are you it was your daughter, Mr. Hewitt? She knew where the cash box was. She was the only one. Come in. You want to see me look at? Where have you been since 4.30? I'm investigating the surgery. Oh, Mr. Hewitt. Oh. Mr. Hewitt just called Captain Canelli. He knows who did it. And so do I, Lieutenant. I got her out sitting on a bench. What? Uh, Alma? Yeah, that's right, Mr. Hewitt. She's sorry. The handyman told Cassidy and me all about her and the boy she hung out with in the neighborhood. I want to talk to her. Wait a second, Mr. Hewitt. Where'd you find her, Beef? She's sleeping in a club room. She's been staying there the whole week. She gave us the name of the boy she talked into breaking open the store. Cassidy went over to his house to get him. I got the tin box and all the money, Mr. Hill. Well, look, I don't want to care about the money. I want to talk to him. Right now, I want to talk to him. All right, take it easy, Mr. Hill. Bring her in, Dave. Yes, sir. Alma? My own flesh and blood. Come in, man. Did the Castillo for me? Alma? You don't have to worry. All the money. Where's the door, I didn't worry about the money. It's only about you. Only about me. Come here and sit down, Alma. That's nice to have you worry about me. Look, don't get smart, Alma. Don't get smart here. All right, Mr. Miller. Well, she shouldn't get smart. Oh, you want me dumb. Like you want Mama dumb. Don't compare yourself to her. Enough like her anyway with us. Compare her. Why did you break into the store, Alma? To get the money to go to Florida. Yeah, with this boy. She's going to Florida with this boy. Yeah, if you want this one, yeah. And then to go to Florida, you had to steal from me? From your own father? See, Captain, I told you, I tried to raise her right. Raise me? Raise me from what? All right, Elma. I like the way you say raise me. You mean, you gave me something to eat and raise me. I raised myself. Okay. Why could I raise you right? That was your mother's job. And where was she? She's the only one that had any sense. She got out. She had enough, she got out. What I wanted to do, too, I wanted to get out. No, Elma. And now I'm going to get out. I went to Florida, I'd get out. If I go to jail, I'd get out. 
Even it happens is okay with me. I don't care. But none of this would have happened if you'd done like I told you. You just stayed home and hope those boys alone. What was at home? Not you. You were always in the store. All right. Mama had enough. I had enough. Okay. Maybe now you can take a hint. Please take her outside, will you? I still got something to say. You can say it later. Come on, Alma. I want to say it now. You have to talk to your father. Let's go. All right, I got it. You see, you, you see what I've been up against. Yeah. Let me see. I tried. You know, I tried, but there was nothing I could do. Just too much of a mother, and you, you can you can see that, can't you? Mister here, she's fifteen years old. Well, she's be sixteen. Do you think it was right to let her be missing from the house for a week and not report it to the police? What could you have done? Nothing. We could have tried. It's more than you did. Well, maybe I was wrong about that. You were wrong about a lot of things. Does that make her right? Does that give her permission to break into my store? She and her rowdies, my own daughter? No. I don't know. I'm, I'm so mixed up. I, I know she's my kid. I love her. You want me to take her back in the house? I'll take her back in the house and try again. I, I'm willing to do that. Is that what you want? It's not what we want, Mr. Healy. All right, then, it's what I want. I, I want to try again. I want to get her back in the house. I want to try again. It's not what you want, either. It's going to be up to the children's court. Children's court? What does the children's court know about it? It's my daughter. All I need is time with her. Mr. Hillis, you had 15 years. Now it's time for someone else. Twenty-first precinct, Sergeant Waters. Yeah, all right. Well, I've got an alarm for you. Okay. A 1952 Chevrolet hardtop. Painted two-tone green. Pennsylvania registration unknown. Unknown. Yeah, that's right, Libby. You keep your eyes open for it. Yeah. All right, let me know if you see it parked in the post. And so it goes. Around the clock, through the week, every day, every year. A police precinct in the city of New York is a flesh and blood merry-go-round. Anyone can catch the brass ring. Or the brass ring can catch anyone. 21st Precinct. A factual account of the way the police work in the world's largest city is presented with the official cooperation of the Patrolman's Benevolent Association, an organization of more than 20,000 members of the Police Department, City of New York. Everett Sloan in the role of Captain Kennelly, Ken Lynch as Lieutenant King, Harold Stone as Sergeant Waters. Featured in tonight's cast were John Larkin, John Sylvester, Bill Lipton, Bill Smith, and Lynn Thatcher. Written and directed by Stanley Smith. Hot Hannah Stevens.